Alamo Heights Junior School newspaper podcast, Mules with the Mic. We are so glad that you've joined us for our second episode. With me here today, I have... Yeah! Thank you. With, with, with me here today, I have uh, students that are on the newspaper staff here with me. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, guys. And I have a question for y'all. What is something that you have accomplished recently? Hello, I'm Thatcher Davis, and something I accomplished recently was getting one of the hardest achievements in a game that I like. Hello, my name is Sarah, I am in 7th grade, and one of the accomplishments I have made is I have officially reached level 200 on one of the games I play. My name is Sarah, and um, something that I accomplished was I finished a whole series on Netflix. My name is Taylor, I'm in 8th grade, and I've actually started writing a book. Whoa! You've totally showed up everyone around this in this room right now taylor that is awesome it's okay so uh, i know we're just getting started taylor can you tell me any details about this book that you're writing uh no you're gonna have to uh to read it it's like an action adventure sort of book cool uh, i mean how like how how much have you written like how how far are you uh so i've written one chapter and then i'm working on the second chapter right now all right Wow, that is incredible. Um, so I'm wondering, you said hers was a step up. I don't know. I think both me and Sarah, and Sarah all beat her with our binging Netflix and playing games. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Thanks, Satcher. Me and Level 200, It's that's the only game that I've gotten that far on. So I'm quite proud of myself, to be honest. Okay, okay. You're just as special as Taylor is, I guess. All right, so... Thanks, guys. Our first segment for today is Slices, where all of us have brought some sort of good news or interesting news that's happening right now in our world. Thatcher, start us off. What slice do you have for us today? Well, um, it's recently been announced that the newest Star Wars is coming out on Disney Plus on May on May 4th as like a little... May the fourth be with you, which I find funny. That's... Personally, I did not, I did not enjoy it, but I'll probably watch it again. I'll probably have to watch every single Star Wars. Where do you stand on the new Star Wars like trilogy, or just Star Wars in general? Are you a fan? Not a fan? Where, where are you? I love Star Wars, and then the Force Awakens was kind of good, and then everything else I think just went downhill. Especially the new one. It did not make... I don't understand why they did some decisions that they did. My brother loves it, so I get dragged into going to watch all of the uh, movies. So... Well, but what about you? Like, where do you stand, though, Taylor? Are you, like, a fan? It's alright. It's not bad. Sarah, Sarah, I'm going to take your silence as I don't care about Star Wars. Is that accurate? I'm not a big Star Wars person. But everyone else in my family is obsessed with obsessed with Star Wars. Like, I could care less about Star Wars. I'm not... That's not where I stand. <laughs> but I'm dragged to every single movie because my parents and my brother just need to be there and they need to see it. And they have to have everything to do with Star Wars. Yeah, Sarah, I know what you mean, actually. That's how I feel about Harry Potter. I hate Harry Potter and I have to watch every single one of them twice. You hate Harry Potter? I hate it. I really dislike it. And I think it's good. But why? What What is there to hate about Harry Potter? I it's just about, don't enjoy it. You don't like orphans overcoming extreme circumstances and becoming the heroes of their own story? I mean, they, 
You know, that's okay, I guess. But there's one comedian that summed it up pretty well that just explained how J.K. Rowling ripped off Star Wars. And if someone could find that, that would be awesome because he makes so many funny points. And, like, it's kind of true, too, hmm. from this point. Okay. Sierra, where do you stand on Star on Star Wars? I honestly, I'm not a huge science fiction fan, um, which I'm assuming that's what Star Wars is, science fiction. <laughs> um, but I do like Harry Potter. I just don't really like Star Wars. Sorry. No, no, no offense taken. I, I am a star. I think most people like the idea of Star Wars, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like the lightsabers and, you know, like the force and stuff and, you know, Darth Vader and all that but i think when you really sit down and watch it i don't think most people like really like it like the stories themselves especially the new one i didn't i wouldn't i'm not a fan at all of the the latest one okay let's go on a different tangent though where do y'all stand on disney plus one of the greatest streaming services there is i'm not gonna lie i think it's that and hulu that take the for best streaming services over netflix over netflix yes i think netflix has disenchantment and stranger things those and i guess tiger king too but those are those are only a few stuff i mean hulu has more cartoons which is what i'm into Hulu has steven universe um rick and morty um regular show I think a couple others. It had SpongeBob for a while, but it still shows SpongeBob. I have Disney Plus. I just don't use it that much. My parents use it more than me. But I mean, once it came out, I definitely got my good share of princess movies because those are iconic to my childhood. Let's be honest. The best Disney movie that was ever created was Aladdin, and that's not debatable. The wait, wait. original one that is. Over High School Musical. I know how big of a fan you are, Thatcher. No, that that's fair. That is fair. Anyone who knows me knows that I can sing almost every single word to High School Musical 2, so that is a fair point, yes. Did you guys know that they have to remake the movies every 10 years because it was in his uh, will, in, in Walt Disney's will? No, I did not know that. Sarah, are you a Disney Plus subscriber? Um, I actually am, but I know, I just have this opinion about Disney that I don't know if I should say, but I just feel like it's a huge huge like like company i guess it's just they're so rich and i guess i could say they like rule the world of entertainment but yeah, yeah they have good movies so i guess that's fair i mean that's really true though like if you think about it like think about all that they own like they own old disney movies you know, like aladdin lion king they own pixar movies they own marvel movies they own National Geographic, like that's a they own Star Wars. I'm surprised they don't own like the Milky Way at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, I mean, they own a ton of stuff, so it is kind of crazy when you think about it. But it's also a very good deal $6.99 a month. You can't beat that. So sweet. Well, thank you, Thatcher, for your slice. Uh, be on the lookout for the the most recent star wars movie on disney plus uh sarah what slice do you have for us today so my slice is about being able that we are now able to listen in to the universe so it's something to do with the gravitational waves um so there was one huge gravitational wave that happened in 2015 and they have detected two more gravitational waves since then and with the new space-based series of detectors known as uh, known as lisa um uh, coming online by 2034, we'll soon be able to 
use them to test all kinds of crazy hypotheses, including the idea of multiple dimensions within our universe. Have you listened to any of these recordings, like these, the sound of the universe? Like, what does it sound like? I myself has have not, but I have looked into it a little bit, and it's very fascinating. I mean, I remember once seeing a meme about it, but oh, that's practically yeah. the same thing. So obviously, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Sarah. We're gonna find out soon whether or not there are multiple dimensions. Sarah, what is your slice that you've brought for us today? Hey, Sarah, what slice have you brought for us today? So my slice for today is about a man in England, 37-year-old Ryan Van Eminis, um, has been taking walks around the neighborhood in Winsford, Cheshire. Um, he's been walk- taking walks around old, um, kind of like old um, cemeteries, and he's been cleaning off old abandoned and neglected headstones. So I think that's a very nice thing for him to do. Wow, that's Especially cool. For- since, like, even his family members might have been passed on yeah. after they did, so. Wow. H- has he started this since the quarantine, or has he been doing it for a while? Um, He just, he said that he just started it when quarantine happened, so, wow. yeah. Wow, that is so kind of him. Does he have, like, a, like a, a goal? Is he just going to keep going until he st- just is done, or... Um, I guess. I mean, he says that he just likes doing it. Wow. How how kind of him. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing, Sarah. Uh, Taylor, what about you? What slice have you brought for us today? My slice is that the IRS has started giving their checks to dead people. One of these people was named Mary Nakamura. She was one of the first people to get her, her a check, but she's been dead for a year. Uh, the weirdest bit is that families are actually able to to uh, turn in these checks and still get money, and the IRS cannot do anything to to, to get them back unless you send them back. Whoa! So I mean, if you if you're unaware of that, what's happening right now? Since the the quarantine, it's had a huge impact on the economy, and the uh, the government signed a bill, you know, got a bill passed that gave most Americans $1,200, you know, roughly, it depends on your family, um, to help boost the economy so you can spend it. And um, But, wow, that's crazy that dead people are getting And there's nothing that the IRS can do. No. It's illegal for them to try and take it back. All right, let's uh, turn the tables in. If you, the IRS, gave you $1,200, what would you spend it on right now? Any of you go. I actually don't know if there's something that I really want, but it can. It was supposed to come out during Christmas. I don't know when it'll come out now, but so I would love to get that. But I guess I couldn't really do that if they could take it back. So right now, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. Really? If you were given one thousand two hundred dollars, you wouldn't know what to spend it on. Two hundred. I mean, I guess I could try to get the. Like one of the good VRs so that I could get some good games like Five Nights at Freddy's on there. Yes, I still play that game. I mean, I honestly don't know. Maybe a good computer so I don't have to borrow my dad's right now. Honestly, I wouldn't spend it. I would put it towards my college funds. Wow, and that is why Sarah is going to be super successful in life. Probably, like, donate some of it. And then I get a new uh, laptop and some books. Nice, that's a good answer. Sarah, what would you spend it on? 
Um, I think I would um, put half of it into, like, college savings and stuff, but I kind of already have, like, savings and stuff for that, so I think I would, I guess, give it to charity because I don't know, I don't really need anything or want anything. That's awesome. So, yeah. And that's why Sierra is the best of us. I have a slice for us today. Um, my slice is that uh, today is Thursday, April 30th, and last week, actress Amy Poehler announced that they are doing a reunion episode of Parks and Recreation. The show went off the air about five years ago, and it was a huge, massive hit and uh, a comedy gem. Uh, it was made by the same people that did The Office, and it's one of my personal favorite shows of all time. And they are coming out with a new episode tonight and it's all filmed like the entire cast is like has joined in and uh they're filming it from their respective houses um and they're doing it all to raise money for charity so i think that's pretty cool something close to that is i guess friends were gonna do like a friends reunion thing it was even like a friends movie or just a little like reunion episode they were going to do that, and then they had to delay it because of a certain virus that's going on. I can't remember the name of it, honestly. It, it, I don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's funny, Patrick. Here's my, my unpopular opinion for today is I have never liked the show Friends. I never really liked it. I hate canned laughter, so I can't really watch anything on like Disney, like Disney Channel and stuff like that. This canned laughter, I feel like, ruins it. There. Kind of hurt by that. Oh, I'm sorry. Are <laughs> I mean, you so much better? I mean, if you prefer huge friends, friends over The Office, that isn't that is incorrect. Like <laughs> usually opinions aren't wrong, but no, that one is wrong. I have to agree with with Thatcher. I just don't think it's that good of a show. That's all for slices. Up next, we have an interview with science teacher Vanessa Henry and history teacher Magdalena Mata. Stay tuned. Second segment with us today, we have the junior school's very own Miss Vanessa Henry, who teaches eighth grade STEM and science, as well as uh, Magdalena Mata, who teaches seventh grade Texas history in one class of eighth grade U.S. history. We are so thankful to have them on the podcast today, guys. So, yeah, how are you guys doing? How y'all been? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We're I'm doing pretty good over here, enjoying the, the sunny weather, because wow, do we need that right now. <laughs> I am, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm drinking way more cups of coffee than I think I've ever drank before in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am doing a, a nice balance between teaching at home and, and being a parent to my three kids. But you know what my new favorite afternoon is? Um, which is very, like, very British of me. Um, I love a London fog um, oh, in the yes. afternoon. Have you ever had a London fog? Yes, I have. But for our listeners, explain what it is. What's the London yeah. fog? So it is, again, this is, like, my level of decadence right now. Um, when I'm having a treat-yourself moment in the afternoon, it is a, um, a half 
cup of Earl Grey tea, and then you can add whatever sweetener you want, let that steep for a little bit, and then off to the side, you get your little milk frother, and then you froth up the milk and get it nice and foamy. You pour that on top with just this warm, lovely yumminess in the afternoon. Wow. my afternoon tea now. That sounds awesome. <laughs> what about so you, Miss Mata? assuming that you're a huge fan of Starbucks. You know, um, I do like Starbucks, but I prefer to drink um, local coffee. Um, what's the one you go to, Mr. Briseño? I go to lots of them. I go to Theory and local Theory coffee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've kind of gone on, a, on an interesting tangent, one that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> so I, I'm really not a coffee snob. Um, fun, st- fun fact about me. Um, so I have two older sisters, and my mother was a school secretary. So I spent my summers in schools because my dad was also a teacher and he taught summer school so I have a distinct memory well it's kind of two stories but I have a distinct memory of my sisters making a black pot of coffee while Mm. my mom was working and we were hanging around on the theater stage of my mom's school and there's like a little you know kitchenette back there and so they were like the mean big sisters who were like drink this coffee and I was like I love coffee and they're like no drink it so I was probably like nine or ten, and I really did like coffee. So my grandma, being the Mexican that she was, <laughs> rest in peace, Granny, um, totally would give me coffee in in like a sippy cup when I was like four or five. No so way. I had memories of drinking coffee that little, but I always dissociate it with her. So then fast forward back to when I'm like nine or ten, and we're on this stage, and my sisters are being mischievous, and they're like, drink it. So I'm like, fine, right? I drink it. And I'm like, it's like, oh my God, this is way too strong. And I was like, seriously, and spit it out. It was this whole drama. And my mom was like, you know, what are you guys making her drink this coffee? I was like, I really like coffee. And you guys ruined it. <laughs> so, so I'm just like, um, I've always, you know, um, drank coffee and I, I drink it black. I don't have anything in it. Um, I don't like any flavor. I just like black coffee and I like it hot um, and if it gets too cold I put them in little ice cube trays and I freeze them to use it later for something else like oh, that's a clever. frappuccino treat thing but um, really I I, uh, um, I like the black coffee <laughs> so but have you had like have you found like a new like afternoon snack that you've kind of discovered during um, quarantine or I mean like well, the fact that I've been snacking a lot so there's that. Um, no, I, it's it's weird because I cook for my family, and we have certain you know like go tos for everything. So I don't necessarily. I, honestly, it's kind of embarrassing. Like the mother martyrdom, I really have not sat down for a meal um, since this all kind of Like I'm always cooking, right, uh-huh. um, and feeding other people. And um, we have a one year old who's eating food now. So if I sit down, she tears into my food, and I like. So I stand and eat. I'm that I'm that person now. Nice. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I've gone straight to like elementary school, and I've been eating. it's an ungodly amount of snack packs, like chocolate pudding snack packs. <laughs> Just, they're they're four for a dollar at Walmart and and it's like well why not you know and I I, I, it's an embarrassing number that we've consumed and as long as you're rinsing them out and then recycling them you're fine 
Not exactly. Our, we we put the little cups in uh, my daughter's yes. makerspace pile, which is pretty much our recycling pile now. And uh, yes. <laughs> so, um, all right. So with us today, we have two students, uh, Thatcher and Sierra. Will you guys say hello for us? Hi. Hi. <laughs> so Sierra and Thatcher, we're going to turn the tables a little bit. Have you all had like a go-to afternoon snack that you've started consuming since being in quarantine? Well, over at my mom's over here, I eat popcorn, and over at my dad's, it's ice cream. So I'm super healthy, as you can tell. <laughs> You're just a typical teenager, Thatcher. I wouldn't expect anything less. But what about you, Sierra? I don't really have a specific snack. I kind of just eat whatever. Nice. Sierra, we'll start with you. Sierra, uh, go ahead and ask your question. Um, so my first question is kind of about your careers. Um, do you think personally that you should be paid more as educators? I think what's funny is like, you know, here we went from like talking about snacks and like yeah. low key conversation <laughs> to like just knock it out of the park, Sierra. Yeah, I think that um, as a society, sometimes we downplay some of the most vital people in our community. And I think that that doesn't just look like teachers. I think it also looks like nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks like some of our service workers, um, you know, our firefighters, our um, police officers. I think that people who are in those roles that are serving the community in big ways are not always um, appropriately compensated for um, the sacrifices that they make or for the time that they put in or for the ways that they shape our community. Yeah, I always, it's, it's a hard it's hard sometimes. I think um, I was born to do this. I love what I do. I'm a. I consider myself a public servant, right? I'm a public school teacher. Like my job is literally to serve the public's children, the community's children, whoever walks through my classroom. My job is to create a space where they love and grow and they learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you put a value on that, right? And who's to say that from one teacher to the next, right? You know, just because you have X amount of years or you teach a different content, like we all are giving all of this. And so um, teaching is so different in each market, right? What you get paid in San Antonio is different from what you get paid in Austin based also on the cost of living. And there's all these factors into it. So I don't, I mean, like, yes, the answer would be yes, but it's a hard um, way to really calculate what that truly looks like. When I think about like how certain like YouTubers make way more than me, and it's just kind of like I'm not like a jealous person, but it, it like stings just a little bit. It's like, well, I could be an idiot on video, and like that'd be cool. But it's just like I love what I do, and I love interacting with students and helping them grow into better people, and. Not that I'm no teacher. It's it's a, like a common phrase. No teacher's in it for the money, you know. But no. I think that there should be a, a balance, a, a re a reevaluation. But that that was a great question, Sierra. Th- thank you for yes, that. Yes, thank you, Sierra. Thanks. All right, Thatcher, what do you got? Well, I'm just mad now that Sierra went ahead of me because my question was going to be like, "What's your favorite book or something?" <laughs> so I think that I think that's pretty unfair. <laughs> Have you all started, like, watching any new shows or reading any new books? Um, For me, audiobooks have been really important during this time just so that I can still tap into things that I enjoy, Um, even though I can't really hold a, you know, paper book in front of me. um, Definitely listening to audiobooks. I think when this all started, 
Um, my first set of, like, my first series that I just flew through was the Harry Potter series. I have always loved Harry Potter. I I mean, guys, I teach science for a living. I'm not going to try to pretend that I'm not a nerd because I'm absolutely a nerd. In fact, I'm offended when my husband uses incorrect nerd culture references. I definitely like flew through those and really enjoyed reading the Harry Potter series. I've just started The Great Gatsby. I never read that in school. Yeah, like lots of comedies. The Office, Parks and Rec, The Good Place. We watch some a lot of animated TV in our household. Um, so Teen Titans Go um, <laughs> has been like a thing. I have been doing um, audiobooks. Um, I've been totally jumping into Brene Brown's um, world. And so I finished um, Daring Greatly. I'm currently on Rising Strong. I'm listening to her podcast. Um, but I do like to hold books. And so I knew this was going to be tough. Um, me trying to read while teaching kids virtually, preparing lessons, making sure my family is safe and, you know, loved and doing all that. So I'm reading um, 100 Years of Solitude um, by Marquez, which I say that jokingly because it's not an easy read. It's not. But I absolutely, this is like my fourth or fifth time reading this book. I absolutely adore it. Um, I love him. So it's not work when I read it. Um, And that's, but I have to connect with paper at some point. So Mm -hmm. for me, that's just me tangibly getting in there. I did start a a new series with my husband called A Plot Against America on Netflix. It's a um, twist and turn on historical events during World War II. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like, I find it like as an assignment, like pick an event in history and change the story. That's kind of what it is. so it's a little bit heavy, but we, we're history dorks in this house, so bring it on. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Um, okay, and, like, I'm probably going to lose a lot of friends from this, but I started The Office. I'm already, like, on season six or seven, and they've already gotten married. I mean, I, I like, put it on. I'm not thoroughly 100% impressed or laughing at it. Um, I usually think, no, see? I know. You're already shaking your head. I, I know. I like slapstick humor so i like you know my idea of comedy is anything will ferrell and vince vaughn and you know trash talking and you know ridiculousness so you also said you like will ferrell a lot have you ever seen this is personally my favorite movie but anchorman i love i can quote it oh, oh i can't <laughs> <laughs> thank you no humor like the slapstick is great don't get me wrong I really do I like the slapstick too but there's a part of me when I'm watching some of these teen shows that I think there's when you're when you're having to be more subtle with your humor and it's like a little um, like there's this one moment in Parks and Rec when Chris Pratt is Chris Pratt's character tries to look up something on the internet and um, he, he sees something pop up on the screen and it's like um, it says you, oh, he's trying to look up a diagnosis for somebody. And he said, he turns to the person and he says, it says you have network con- connectivity issues. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so subtle and ridiculous, 
but he didn't even come up with the like the, the writer didn't come up with the line chris pratt did on the like on the fly uh-huh. and i like that's the part i love is the creativity that's happening in the moment and how much they must be laughing through the whole process like how ridiculous mm-hmm. some of the things they say or do is and I, I don't know i see it more from like where the actor must be processing the scene and how much fun that would be both with like will ferrell and like how could you possibly be on cast or on the scene on the set like not to where they can even record how do they record audio for that everyone needs to go see will ferrell's um snl audition tape you gotta go find it it is the most amazing thing ever get off the shed get off the shed you will understand what that means after you see it but it's absolutely fabulous because yes you see this artist at work you're like this because it, it's all um monologues right they all have to act out and they just make these own scenes and you're just like what is happening and it's like wow that's what's going on in that person's brain so just like a kind of short question here what's been your favorite and least favorite part of te- online teaching I'm going to be really honest here. My least favorite is I can't see everyone's faces all the time. Yeah. This doesn't allow that, right? You, you can sit there with your icon, and I'm basically just talking into a computer. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely think that that has been the biggest struggle for me. I love connection. I'm an extrovert. I love, um, you can ask her, but every time I see her, I give her a giant hug, um, giant side kiss, and I always tell her I love her. And I... You know, we miss seeing faces. Um, that's a low point. The high point is, I will honestly, absolutely, wholeheartedly say that I am so proud to work for this district. Alamo Heights ISD has nothing but supported teachers in the transition. There are so many moving parts, you guys, for kids you don't understand. And there are so many people you can just pick up your call. I think for me, uh, lack of connection, like it, um, even, and I see this with my eight-year-old two guys, because I'm, I'm going to use him as kind of an example, because it's maybe a little safer for me to use my eight-year-old, but the reality is that I'm feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my eight-year-old uh, is struggling with lack of connection. Um, it is hard as we are all working as educators. The truth is, is that we, we can't replace those classroom experiences, the hands-on learning, the interaction with peers, both for my eight-year-old and for myself, that complete just, that, like, severed is a great way to say it. Like, that yeah. was severed for us. Um, and it has been a daily, um, we have to be intentional daily to build connection in our own household and not take for granted that even in our own household, even though we are doing school, working, um, making appointments, doing all these things, that we're also stopping and actually connecting. Um, That has just been brutal in a lot of ways, both for me and for my family. Um, And I know for you guys as well, because the reality is if my son is feeling it and if I'm feeling it, then we all are. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So that even gets me like it gets me a little emotional. Like it's definitely it's hard that severing of connection. Yeah. Um, the flip side of that is that absence makes the heart grow fonder, and I think that um, I didn't plan on getting emotional right now. Going to school and teaching felt like a safe space for me. 
you know, we create our classrooms and we create that environment and we cultivate what we want in our classroom space, right? So I already had an appreciation for that, but wow, do I ever, more than ever, have that longing for return to the community, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's a, there's definitely, I cherish more, um, more so than ever, my, my Alamo Heights community, my, um, my team that I work with, my leadership, and, and you guys and our you know, my students more than ever. Um, I do have another question, and to lighten the mood a little bit, um, this uh, um, I have a question that's kind of random, but um, what's the fanciest restaurant you've ever been to, and what was your experience yeah. like? <laughs> oh, my gosh. One of the things that my husband and I have always done whenever prior to children, yes, I have three kids, so my life is different. But when we, before we had children, I absolutely, um, you know, we would go travel and he would look up all the historic places and I would look up the restaurants. Like that's how we mapped out our game plan. Um, so I have a lot of fun places, but um, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like fancy doesn't always necessarily mean like the most expensive. Um, again, I told you I lived in Austin, so there was also just the cost of like eating in Austin. You're like, seriously, this is not worth twenty dollars a plate. Right. But okay, cool. But um, I don't know. I love I love food. I love restaurants. I love atmospheres. Uh, I don't have an, a real answer for that, but I do like to eat at whatever. I don't know that I would call myself a foodie, but I definitely love to eat. And my my favorite places are definitely the hole-in-the-wall places. So I can answer to the fancy restaurants I've eaten at, but I don't necessarily have the strongest memories with those. Recently, we went to New York, and we did a family trip. And the meals that I remember are the ones where we had, like, hand-pulled noodles in Chinatown. Yes. And you could see them pulling the noodles in the back. like, And, and it was literally a hole-in-the-wall restaurant. That's my favorite. Fast back to Miss Henry's, like, hole-in-the-walls. Um, <laughs> have you ever tried Florio's? It's not a huge hole-in-the-wall, but it's really good. I love Florio's, yes. Um, I, so a little backstory about me. I went to Incarnate Word University for my bachelor's and for my master's. And so... Um, that whole area and all of the little hole in the restaurant, hole in the wall restaurants in in your neighborhood, um, became really special to me. And yes, Florio's is definitely one of my favorites here in San Antonio. Nice. All right, so we're going to end our interview with a quick round of this or that. Would you rather sleep in late or get up early? That's not fair because I have kids. <laughs> I would love to sleep in. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like, if I get up, everyone's up. I don't know. I would much rather sleep in. Nice. Okay, thank you, friend, helping me clear that up. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm so confused with the pandemic. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to sleep in because yeah. I'll never miss that. And then I'm like, wait, wait, I have kids. I'm awake. It's 6.30. What am I? Yeah, I know that feeling. All right, would you rather Would you rather walk on the beach or hike a mountain? A beach. Hike a mountain. Okay. Uh, vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. This is kind of this funny question. Even without the pandemic, just think think normal life. Stay home or go out? (laughs) That's so hard to remove that right now. Um, Probably still stay home. Yeah? I don't know. 
to I'm gonna vote um I'm gonna vote go out just because I like my go out is like to target my go out is definitely like to go be with other people um usually it's the farmer's market for me um or it's going to a park or hiking or something so yeah I'm gonna have to go with go out would you rather um cook dinner or do the dishes like which you know like either you cook dinner cook dinner okay yeah same here I hate doing the dishes (laughs) um scary movie or funny movie Okay. Uh, last one. Would you rather be the driver or be the passenger? Like when you go driver. out. Driver. Passenger. Hey, wait, actually, I have a uh, would you rather one. Go for it, Dr. Uh, uh, snow or the beach? Would you rather be in the snow or the beach? Beach. Snow. I'll yeah. tell you, Vanessa likes rainy, dark days. She loves them. I hate them. I love sunny, hot days. She hates them. That's our that's our relationship is built. You love summer and spring, and I love the fall and winter. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for your time. We cannot thank you enough. We really appreciate it. That was teachers Vanessa Henry and Magdalena Mata. We want to thank them for being guests on our podcast. We really appreciate their humor, and their insight. Thank you both for coming on. All right, for our final segment, we have uh, our question of the week. Last week, our question was, what entertainment is keeping you through, uh, getting you through quarantine? And on our website, we have a Google form for you to answer the question of the week. And uh, for our first uh, episode, for our first question, we actually got some responses, and I'm pretty excited about it. So we have. I'm going to read these responses to you. Someone named Dwight Schrute said that their form of entertainment that's getting them through the quarantine is The Office, a little-known television show. You may have heard of it. Um, June has said her family and her neighbors are entertaining her enough to get through the quarantine. Uh, Elias said books and YouTube. Two things that are very similar, but that's awesome, Elias. And Jerry said video games. That seems to be a pretty common response, especially among the newspaper staff. Um, so for Jerry, I can relate. Sorry. Well, those four of you that um, responded, shout out to you. We see you. Uh, for our question of the week, Sierra's going to bring it up. Uh, ask it in just a moment but remember that form is up on our website um it'll be in the show notes and uh on our links on spotify and itunes so if you want to answer the question of the week head over there and uh fill out that form for us we would appreciate it uh sarah what is our question of the week so the question for the week is do you believe in paying it forward and if so then why do you think it's important all right, so for our listeners that may not know what paying it forward means, can you explain that for us, Sarah? Basically, what it means is if somebody does something nice for you, like an act of kindness, then you can pay it forward. You don't have to necessarily do it for them, but just do go out and then do something kind for somebody else. Yeah. And that's awesome. Okay, uh, has anyone ever experienced getting paid forward like has someone done something kind to you and asked you to pay it forward or have you done it for someone else 
So, so are we this whole quarantine thing, or are we just asking it for right now? Uh, for for it, at any time, quarantine or not, um, Taylor. What I heard you were starting, so go go ahead and start. So our dogs are in China. Whoa. Yeah, and they can get back in, but it's going to take some months because of all of the the borders closed. Mm -hmm. Our people are taking care of our dogs. Wow. And they have nowhere else to to go, so it's really helpful. And uh, when I was staying with my grandmother, um, this lady had a new puppy that was super crazy and she left work every single day so I would go and watch her her puppy so that was sort of my way of paying it forward wow that is awesome so what what dogs do you have can you tell us a little bit about your dogs so one's name is Baker and the other is Lincoln <laughs> Baker is a, a mutt he kind of looks like a golden I don't know but he's super smart and then Lincoln is a pug, and he's super stupid and fat, but they're both super cute. So did you get them in China, like when you lived there, or did you bring them from Texas to China when you moved? We brought them with us. Oh, that! Oh, I bet you really miss them then. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And is there any time frame? Like, do you have any inkling of when you might be able to get them back? Not really. So far, it looks like they're going to have to fly through Russia. Oh, <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Well, thank you, Taylor. All right, anybody else have a uh, a story of paying it forward? For us, what we've been doing is my mom usually cooks dinner, and me and my two sisters try to do the dishes for her. So I guess that's kind of an example. I don't really have any stories about it, but yeah. Oh, that's great. All right, Sarah, Sarah. I mean, I do have some stories, but I don't know. I don't really remember them, so. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, for me personally, uh, there was this one time when uh, I was, uh, this was way before quarantine, like a year or two ago, and I was at Starbucks ordering a drink and I, for me and my wife, and I went and paid, and the lady said that, uh, like the barista at the window said, Oh, the the driver in front of you has paid for your drink, and all they ask is that you pay for the person behind you. And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool. I would I would love to do that." And the barista said that we were, I think the the fifteenth or the sixteenth car to like pay for the person behind us. And I felt like really bad. I was like, "Oh, then I I really don't want to break that that chain of kindness. Like, what kind of jerk would I be if I didn't pay?" But so then I agreed to it and the person behind me, <laughs> this is really bad, but they had like ordered like five drinks and like their bill was like 20 something dollars. And I was like, okay, I'll pay for it. Like it, it was way more than I was originally planning to, to pay for it, but I paid for it anyway. I thought it was what a really cool thing to do. And hopefully that person behind me kept it going, but who knows? So, all right, well. Go ahead and head to our website and fill out that form and tell us if you've ever paid it forward for someone or you've been a recipient of pay it forward kindness. Uh, that is, oh, and Thatcher, what, let's, we've completely forgot about our, our riddle last week. What was the answer to last week's riddle? Uh, 
the answer to last week's riddle was a fire, and then this week's riddle is how do you make the number one disappear? Ooh, something to think about. How do you make the number one disappear? Well, thank you guys for joining us for our second episode of the Meals with a Mic podcast. I am Mr. Brasenio. Um, go ahead and say bye, everyone. Bye. We'll see you next week. Have a good weekend.